You are listening to the Indiana Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, Aaron Lottrell, Jason Brown, and Kendra Hurt. Join us for a real take on real estate, community events, and the Hoosier Lifestyle. gifts at this point i think we should what are you gonna get your wife actually you know i I did really good this year she sent me a link and said hey this is something that i would like for valentine's day and instead of going and researching and trying to find something to get i just bought bought it right off the link literally click the link purchase done valentine's day kendra valentine's day is coming up yep (sighs) that seems to be the topic of conversation today let's talk about valentine's day valentine's day some people believe it's a made-up holiday who are some of those people um it would be the gentleman sitting to my right got his hands in the air i don't know that i ever said it but i didn't disagree with jason either (laughs) i don't (laughs) want to say that it's a quote-unquote made-up holiday i think it is a holiday that was promoted by retailers to increase sales post christmas there you go it's a dead time of the year They needed to do something to spruce things Summer's up. Summer's not and, in. Spring's yeah. not really quite here yep. yet. We now, got, and and we contrary to popular belief, I do not put a whole lot of focus on this holiday. Really? No. That no. does surprise no. me. I, I because it shocked. should be Valentine's Day every I, day. Oh, of course. <laughs> That's why. I knew there had to be a catch. Now, now when Jason says... There's the retailers. It's really like three major industries, as far as I'm concerned. Candy, jewelry, flowers. That, those are the ones. Candy, I mean, jewelry, flowers. And there's only one of those I like. <laughs> jewelry, what, jewelry. I was, I was say, trying to figure out which she's one. She's not eating chocolate. I don't see any flowers. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure if she was a flower girl. No, I'm not a flower girl. No flower girl. No, no, not a you flower know, girl. I, I'm not a guy that sends flowers, and I will go ahead and and say this um, because it'll be post Valentine's Day before my wife listens to it. I've been married for 25 years and I even though this will drop before Valentine's Day, she won't actually get around to listening to it before then. Um I am not a big flower guy. I think flowers tend to be a little bit of a waste of money. Um you buy something and then it dies you know, days later. Yeah. Days later it's gone and it's kind of like okay, whatever. That being said, because I'm so notorious for not being a flower guy, sometimes it's just one of those things that I'll throw in there like every seven to 10 years. Right. So for Valentine's day at my wife's place of employment, there will be delivered a bouquet of 50 long stem red roses. Very nice. So see with my wife, she knows that, you know, the, Valentine's Day is big on the roses. She's like, don't give me flowers on Valentine's Day. That's so cliche. It's Everybody very cliche. does it. It's very so cliche. if I come in like next Thursday, just out of the blue with nothing other than the flowers. Do it on a Friday. They're cheaper. Well, any day other than Valentine's Day is cheaper. I was getting ready cheaper. to tell you, I'm, I, after having purchased these for delivery on Valentine's Day, I, I think it might possibly be the highest markup <laughs> there's ever been in a flower that has a three-day life expectancy. Well, that in weddings. Yeah. Oh, if you walk in a flower shop and you say, hey, this is for a wedding. Oh, get ready. (laughs) You're getting clubbed in the head. Absolutely. Which Jason is in the process of planning a wedding. I am, but the flowers are fake, so we're good. Okay, good. All right. Um, (laughs) It does help. Jewelry, though, is also very cliche, yet I've never heard a woman say, don't buy me diamonds on Valentine's Day. I haven't heard it yet either. Been married three and a half years, and that's never come out of my wife's mouth. Kendra? Bring it on. (laughs) (laughs) Diamonds, bracelets, earrings, necklace, rings, doesn't matter, huh? Yeah, but there's, but for me, there's, there's like a level. Either I want full on real diamonds or I want the trendy, cheap, 
get me through this season looking good kind of stuff. I don't want that. So what just you're saying is super cheap costume or right. a high end exactly. diamond. But see here now, I've learned recently, my wife and I took a trip. Nashville is very, very close to our region. Um, you can be there and hop, skip, and a jump. They have much better shopping in Nashville. I know this is a topic that Aaron knows absolutely nothing about, so nothing. I'm going to focus my attention towards you, Kendra. Clueless. Um, they've got the whole big outlet mall, you know, Opry Mills thing going on. That's not where my wife wants to go. She wants to go over in the Green Hills area where there's the trendy, new, up-and-coming, you know, your Apple stores, your Restoration Hardwares, your Pottery Barns, so on and so forth. I've recently learned of Kendra Scott jewelry. Oh, yes. Kendra Scott. Oh, well. Love it. I've purchased a little bit. I've I've learned. This is what we will call costume jewelry, cheap costume jewelry. With, with big boy price tags. I was going to say, it's not, it's not exactly cheap. But it's I'm still di- costume I'm jewelry. I'm sitting here with a blank look, and they felt like they had to explain big boy price tag. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it, I don't know. I, what, I would love to be the marketing person that said, look, we're going to sell the same thing that Claire sells for $7, <laughs> and we're going to tack a five behind the seven and get $75 for something that Claire sells for Where seven. did you get Kendra Scott for 75 I've never got out for under 100 Oh, this was because it happened to be during the month of my wife's birthday. And they have, it actually should have been 150 They have the whole, in the month of your birthday, you get one item at 50% ah. off. So my wife's made it very clear to me that next year we'll be going in December and January because I can buy her something on my birthday discount in December and use hers Hers again in January. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do not share this information with my wife, please. (laughs) I'll text it to her as soon as we're done. Well, being that her name is shared in the same brand, we've got to share it with her. Well, you know, I didn't even think about that. That's why you're into it, isn't it? No. Spelled different. Smelled different, but no. My kids are into it. So, yeah. So, we've talked a lot about spouses and what we get our spouses. Who else is on your Valentine gift list? Now, Now, see, I'm more apt to go all out for my kids than I am my spouse. Shocker. So <laughs> well, he doesn't deserve this. I'm sorry, no, Brett. Brett, Brett, I'm sorry. Yeah, You're a but, good man and you don't deserve this. <laughs> I mean, I I still get something. I'll do something or, or what. I mean, and his is like, I can fix his favorite casserole and it is like he feels like. If it's if intrigued. it's anything like the casserole you made for us for Christmas, I'm game on. Yeah. Um, and there's one in particular that he loves and, and I don't, I, in fact, I despise it. I don't even like making it, but if I really want to, you know, that small, small space between the heart and the stomach, that's where, is that, is that where it is? That's That's what I was getting ready to say. You know, I I think Valentine's day for guys can be easy. Mm. A guy that just really wants to get by a card and flowers, a card and candy, a card and jewelry. Hey, you're set. If I'm being totally honest, it's probably a little tougher for females because I don't know how I would feel if I got flowers. I mean, I, I, it's awkward. Gesture. It would be yeah. moderately awkward for me. Um, my wife knows better than to buy me chocolate. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a, that's a surefire path to destruction for me. <laughs> I have absolutely zero willpower. Um, jewelry. Um, yeah, maybe, but, the jewelry. I mean, I'm kind of a watch guy. I'm a watch guy. Every, I'm a watch guy. Every once in a while, I get one of those. And, yeah. And I'm to the point now where the watches that I'm really into, even I can't afford, so I know <laughs> she can't. Or so, can't, and she can't go out and buy them without you knowing. Oh yeah, I'm gonna notice. Yeah, you're gonna notice yeah. that because she's gonna need a credit card. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and other things, you know, I don't always go with the standard gifts of the flowers and candy and, and uh, chocolate, but like, I don't know, I'll go get a gift card for Brett to play golf somewhere, you know, on Good his idea. own time. And uh, so, you know, there's other things you can do for your spouse. My kids, um, it's usually just something that they don't need but mom felt the need to buy them <laughs> so your kids are a little older so there's practical things yeah. you can do to help them out yeah college kids there's things you can do there i've got a two-year-old and a one-year-old so oh you can get I away smi- with color- I smile at them and they're excited yeah you can get away with a color book and some candy actually the even, thing even that goes the furthest hearts. are mylar balloons with your kids oh yes they love them yes but we have 16 foot high ceilings in our living room and i don't love chasing them down yeah well just long strings yeah, <laughs> really That's long really streets. Long streets. <laughs> my kids are older. Um, my son, I think, would be really weirded out if Dad got him a Valentine's Day gift. He's he's in the military. It's that whole I'd be infringing on his manhood card in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Um, as far as my daughter. Uh, I kind of feel like that's her fiance's job, not mine. Now, I'm certain my wife will do something for the kids because that's her thing. She's mm-hmm. really into Valentine's Day. Um, myself, I'm kind of like, eh. You use it all up in Christmas, huh? No. I, I, we've said before, we said at Christmas, my wife and I aren't big at buying gifts for one another. Mm. Um, we spend our money on vacations. And we're planning a trip in July to Cabo right now, so... Happy Valentine's Day. We're going to Cabo. There you go. <laughs> but if you haven't done that yet, haven't planned out your whole year in vacations, um, we do have a couple suggestions. Um, Aaron, what are those? You know, actually, I uh, did a little bit of research and I found uh, there's a website out there called This Is Indiana. Uh, you can check it out and I actually find a list of like the top 19 romantic getaways in the state of Indiana. Now, I will be remiss if I don't put this out there at the beginning, but two of the ones that we kind of think are the preeminent romantic getaways. Guys, did, correct, didn't even make the list. Did, not even on the list. Correct me if I'm wrong, but French Lake Resort and Casino and the West Baden Hotel. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. how, how could those not be on the list? Yeah. I Maybe it's, uh, I don't know. You tell me. Because in my opinion, West Baden is like... Num- should have been number one on the list. Other West, than, West other than awesome. and other than they're just hidden gems. They, I that's mean, true. And maybe these people paid for some marketing to get themselves on the list. I don't know. There's a possibility. There's there's a lot of good ones here on the list. One of the ones that really kind of struck me um, that is close to home for us, uh, Indianapolis, the JW Marriott. Never really would have thought of that as the most romantic place to go, but. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, it's nearby the museum, it's nearby downtown. downtown. I I get that. It is a very nice hotel. Um, But I I guess I've always thought of it more as a business hotel or or a business vibe. Conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, they do have a romance package, which includes a beautiful view of the river, setting the mood. We'll give you some champagne. Mm. It's kind of nice. There you go. I think one of them on the list that I really enjoyed, this will come as no surprise to the two folks sitting in the room, I'm all about that, uh, you know, let's let's throw a little risk in with your, your romance, and let's head over to the horseshoe. Casino? Yeah, let's do this. You know, a couple hours of craps, some dinner, <laughs> some champagne. Come on, how could you go wrong there? Well, I don't know anything about craps, so you'd have to yes. make it an educational experience first off. I actually tried to teach Kendra here a while back, and it she was Oh lost. my gosh, she was throwing so many numbers at me. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. He was like, if it's this and this and this and then I'm like, what? <laughs> like, how do you even understand this game? So it's 
seemed like something like chess to me. Like you had to know so many moves ahead and this and this probability of that and the probability of that. Uh-uh. Nope. Not Brain does so not work doesn't, doesn't that way. That no, because my favorite on the list is a little more um, subdued, I guess, than that. My favorite would be the New Harmony Inn, um, where we're coming together with nature. We're kind of, you know, that whole utopia of harmony that they were trying to set when they settled there. Yeah, get that. I get I, that. That was my favorite. There was a winery on the list. I think my wife would dig that. She's kind of a wine girl. Yeah, so. it's a couple different ones. They got the uh, Turtle one, Turtle Run Winery. Say that fifteen times fast over uh, near Cord. And um, I've never been to the winery itself, but uh, Patoka Lake. They actually do these river or lake cruises that you can do with like wines and different stuff. And Turtle Run did one of the dinners on the lake one time. Fantastic wines. Um, did a little pairing with it and everything. So that'd be an awesome spot to check out. Another one they have on there is Madison Vineyards, one that I actually haven't heard of. So I'm kind of looking at that to see if maybe that's somewhere. My wife and I actually got engaged at the Oliver Winery. So checking out wineries and breweries and stuff like that is kind of something that's really near and dear to us. Very cool. Very cool. Again, if you are more of a direct gift kind of guy, if you're back into the uh, the jewelry, chocolate, flowers kind of, kind of thing, um, again, I guess we're speaking to the Southern Indiana people here. We've got some really good local options for all three of the above. Good local uh, jeweler, Tracy Zeller. Um, lots of really pretty things, local, not big box, not your everyday run of the mill. Um, very involved in the community. Very involved very in the community. Very good about uh, giving back and making sure she's paying that civic rent and you know, really standing for, out in the community to help make Evansville a better place. Um, my wife's personal favorite, Libs Finer Chocolates. Oh. So Steven Libs. She, she's already got a box of turtles for her uh, birthday present, which was just a few weeks ago. Can't even go near the place. Oh. I mean, it is it is completely off limits. Like you for me. smell it, and you just have to stop in. It's it's really bad. I I try to I intentionally plan my drive so that I don't have to pass it <laughs> because <laughs> Fat Jason just wants to come back out and go in there and gorge. I understand. So I, I can't help myself. The chocolate covered strawberries are the necessity of the year. Apparently, my wife's like, if you come home on Tuesday and you don't have those chocolate covered strawberries, I will murder you. Well, okay. Stephen, we won't for see you. Yeah. We won't see Aaron the rest of the week. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, flowers. Zeidler, yeah. local flower shop. Can't uh, go wrong. Can't go wrong. Always yeah. can do that. I'm a big fan of the fact that you can get on the website. You can have it, everything put together, order it, and get it delivered without ever having to set foot outside the door. It's pretty awesome. Save yourself some money. Hand your wife a card on Valentine's Day that says your flowers will be delivered on Friday when they're cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> some of us would appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think the point though is I think and if you whether whatever your viewpoint on whether this was a made up holiday by real retailers or not just it's about showing some value to the those that you love. And so the, whether you're some, some love? Oh, love. <laughs> Come on, put that <laughs> emphasis on that V. Love. It's still hard to say. It is. It's, it's actually very very and hard. It's, and you feel really corny saying <laughs> yeah, it. I agree. But sticking with the whole love theme and the value theme. Let's talk real estate for just a little bit. Let's get let's get after it. You okay, know, so if we're going to talk about real estate and you use the word love, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Love it or list it. Come on, <laughs> the Hillary TV and shows, David. Yeah, HGTV. HGTV. We we talk H- about HGTV a lot here. Yeah, the the fun part about HGTV is when we get to go back and explain the fallacies of all these shows, especially one like Love It or List It. So let's talk about Love It or List It. Which the concept is good. The concept is great. Great. 
I even like the whole idea behind the theory of, do you really need to buy a new home? Which in our line of work, I'm going to say, sure you do. (laughs) But sometimes, and I actually had this conversation with a client this past week, they think they want to move, but they're not sure. And she said something in there. um, The wife said something during our conversation about if this, this, and this were different about my home, I might not be interested in moving. And so I said, well, let's explore that. Do you, is that, is that a direction you want to go? Because sometimes if your home checks off, let's say 85% of the boxes of what you're looking for or what your current needs are, can can you, can you make up that 15% by just doing some things, which is the whole premise of Love It or List It. Do we remodel and spend a little money here and stay in our home and stay in our home or do we go and buy new? And I think the one thing that I noticed about this show, and I don't watch it a whole lot, but location has a lot to play in this. Fair enough. I'm more apt to put money into a home if I am in love with the location and it meets the needs of my family being there. Seems like on the show, there's a lot of this when they, you know, are trying to get the, the, the real estate agent is trying to get the couple to move. He's showing them things outside of, I always call it your flight path, you know, where right, your right. kids activities are, where the schools are, where the groceries are. So again, it's weighing out those things of whether you're going to stay where you're at and love, you may not love the house, but you can't change the location. So therefore it's the location of higher priority than to David's credit. When he's shown these things, he does take them to a house in the location that they love and say, Hey, uh, this is, this is what it's actually going to cost you to get get those things. That's That's the thing. I mean, it goes back to the conversation we've had a thousand times, which is you give me your entire list of things you want, and as long as you don't put a price range on it, I'll show you exactly what you want. Now, if you put a price range on it, I may not be able to get you everything you want because you may have just described something that doesn't that exist, doesn't fit within your price range, and or doesn't it, exist, at or all. doesn't exist. The 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 unicorn, the mythical yeah. creature. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that I think is, and, and I think this is kind of everybody's got their own take on things there are some areas in our market that are just what i'm going to call highly desirable or super super sought after uh, plaza drive Harrelton court johnson place there are some areas that long-standing traditions big you know mature neighborhoods mm-hmm. if you're currently on plaza drive and the house you're describing to me as a new model of what you have you know, well, you know, I, I, I'm pretty okay with the amount of square footage that I have, but I want something with modern colors. I want something with a modern kitchen. I want something with hardwood floors. I want something with this, that, and the other. My argument's going to be, so are you prepared to give up the location in the area that you've got? Because otherwise, just, just redo what you've got. All right. The problem I have with Love It or List It, because I do have a problem. Two rooms? Isn't that what it is? You can only do two rooms? They try for three. They try for three. It's more of a budget. They say, hey, I have X number of dollars to do a remodel. We'd love to change this, 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 this. And Hillary comes back. He goes, okay, with that budget, you get two of the five. Figure it out. Fair enough. So that's got some basis in reality. I agree. But I I know where you're going. And the rest of it's kind of where it gets a little out there. At the end of the show... When, when the couple or the, 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 the homeowner is, is forced to make a decision, what they always do is they say, your pre-reno value was X. You spent X. 
and your post rental value, and they always give a number that's somewhere between, let's keep numbers simple, your pre rental value was 200,000, you spent 75, and your post rental value is 295. And I kind of laugh at that, and I'm like, yeah, in what world? Right. Because not, not the real real estate world. No. That doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. There's one thing, one thing that you can get 100% dollar for dollar back into it. And the only reason it works is because it's a very, very, very inexpensive update. And even if you don't get it back in the sale, you make it up in the utility bill, and that's blown-in fiberglass insulation in an attic. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that that's the only thing. that I I just did a presentation of my networking group on this, and it just came out uh, just recently, the cost versus value report, which is something I like to look at every year because of the fact that we have shows like Love It or List It and Flip or Flop. At least with Flip or Flop, they're renoing an entire house. But if you're doing room by room, there is literally nothing that you can do in your home that returns more than like 75% of the cost to do it. And those are your your high value things. Those and that's are your windows. Window replacement, steel entry doors, yes. you know, more expensive item kind of things to do. The other thing is like minor kitchen remodels, which is update countertops, update the the hardware. Don't go in and start ripping out cabinets and doing all you, that stuff. You pull up, you want to reno a cab a, a kitchen and, and you start talking about, I'm taking out the cabinets, I'm putting new cabinets in, I'm putting new tops in, I'm putting tile backsplash in, I'm redoing the floors. You're lucky to get 40 cents on the dollar, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know what the statistical number is, but I, I've seen homes where you can drop twenty five, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 in a kitchen in the blink of an eye. Kitchens are expensive. Yeah. You know, granite's expensive. Quartz is expensive. High-end cabinets are expensive. What's flooring in kitchens is flooring expensive. Flooring is outrageous. Um, it, it's one of those places you're not going to get dollar for dollar. Again, same same couple I had the listing appointment with last week that we were talking about, and she kind of described basically maybe what she needed to do was just renovate her current home. Um, she mentioned that they had just had a new roof put on. And like I explained to her, she told me what they spent. And I said, unfortunately, I cannot get you anywhere near dollar for dollar because anyone that buys a home, they expect a roof. What you did was a maintenance item. <laughs> Nobody buys a home without a roof. Or a working HVAC. Or a working working HVAC. So those, while they do add some value, they add speed of sale value, in my opinion, right. as opposed to raw dollar for dollar update. Yeah. And, and kind of going back to the love it or list it thing, there's a lot of items that they end up, I don't, I don't know how this happens every time where these people open up the walls, they find major plumbing issues, major wiring issues. They find asbestos, they find termites, they find something major every single time that somehow when they're taking a portion of that budget to put into stuff that's behind the walls that nobody ever sees they still see these astronomical returns on value that are just mind-blowing that actually never happened in the real world i agree i think a lot of what as as agents we do is we guide clients in a direction to spend money if they're selling their home if we're going to stick with the love it or list it theme which is at the end of whatever it is you're doing there's a good possibility you're putting a for sale sign in the front yard you're not renting your kitchen right you're not putting in windows you're not going to get the money back Kendra I was just saying I mean I have this conversation with uh, with a lot of my sellers is what is the l- the least amount that we can do to shorten the listing period. 
Mm-hmm. And so many times people will say, well, these are kind of things we had planned on doing if we were going to stay. Well, then, you know, in, in my peer group, it's, oh, we got busy when our kids were in high school with all the activities. We ignored the fact that our our carpet was 25 years old and, you know, the master bath still just kind of worked for us. We didn't care that it had brass fixtures from 1985 or it had still a very basic shower or whatever. So, you know, it's taking those things and and looking at what your rate of return is and going, what, I mean, what's the dollar amount you want to spend on getting your house show ready that you may not get back, but it, it, again, it, it shortens the time period of which we're going to be listed. So now, it still it is still achieves the goal, but spending the least amount of money. In my opinion, people in that situation have a little bit different perspective than maybe some of the people on the show because some of those people are like, oh, we've been here for five years and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. If you've been there since 1985, the market appreciation that you've got coupled with the equity that you've got in it, you may be able to see some better returns by spending bigger dollars on things than right. other people would. And in those situations, I tell people... But see, you got to remember, we're trying to appeal to buyers that have seen this show. Correct. So <laughs> you've got to change some of those things from 1985, 1995. I mean... You, you just have to do those things. So again, I always go in with the mindset, you're not going to get 100% return on investment, but what can we do that is going to get you a, at least, again, my thing is shrinking that listing period that the first person that comes in is wowed enough that they want to make an offer. But again, when you're talking about a home that they've been in since say the mid eighties, if they've done nothing, if there's been no updates whatsoever, there are some very, very minor, inexpensive things you can do yep. that suddenly make that very 80s feeling home. Super modern. Super modern. Light fixtures. Color. Take off the wallpaper. Take off the wallpaper. <laughs> you know, don't put a new kitchen in. Paint the cabinets. Right. Mm-hmm. Painted cabinets are so in right now. Um, hardware. Just door hardware. A, a home that has brass, you know, the old brass uh Hinges and handles. Hinges hinges and handles um, or pulls on your kitchen cabinets. So easy, so inexpensive. Run down to your local supply store, hardware store, replace them. It's not that it's not that dramatic. Light fixtures are an enormous one. I just yesterday showed a home that when I walked in the front door, the first two things you see are this big crazy dining room light and this big entry chandelier that scream. 1991 when this home was built (laughs) and I'm like why would you not change those two things those two fixtures are so inexpensive change them because the rest of the home did have a more modern feel and it's the first thing people see it's the first thing that sticks out in their mind it's the only thing they remember Mm -hmm. what's the moral of the story on the love it or list it the moral of the story on the love it or list it is consult with a professional to find out what you actually need to do because nine times out of ten, like Kendra said, do the small things, the minimum amount of money that you need to spend to get it ready because you generally listen is going to be the better option unless you're looking to stay in the same location. Yeah, and, and market to market is different um, on what your return is. You know, if we were in a different market, changing thing, a complete kitchen remodel may get you more than 75% return. I agree. And I think the other thing is, is defining before you start any project, what's your intended goal? Are you, is your plan to update the home because you're definitively going to stay in it? Then spend what you want. Put new cabinets in, put new floors in, go for some of these high-end repairs, uh, updates, windows, whatever. If there is an inkling of, I may sell it when I get it all done, 
then consult somebody first because what's going to happen is you're going to spend all this money and then you're going to be sorely disappointed when a professional comes in and tells you, I don't care that you just spent $75,000 doing your renovation. It didn't change the value more than 15, 20, 30, maybe. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. So I think defining your, your purpose before you start your renovation has a lot to do with it. Call back to episode six, define your goals. Define your goals. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh man. It's that time of the episode. I've been light on crazy calls lately. Things have been going nice and smooth. Anybody have anything crazy they've been dealing with? Well, things haven't been going nice and smooth for me, but I don't have a crazy call. <laughs> I, I don't know that crazy is is a fair definition. I had a common call that I think a lot of potential sellers may have and don't ask because they think it's a crazy question. Let's hear it. I had a seller call young single man said, Hey, I'm getting ready to move out of the area. I think I need to put my home up for sale, get it ready to go. Would you come out and take a look at it for me? Sure. No problem. What am I coming out to look to give you a price? What's, what am I coming for? And he goes, well, I kind of want you to tell me if there's anything I need to do as far as if, if it needs any updates, if what it needs to get it ready to sell. But moreover than that, I'm trying to get a feel for, do I go ahead and leave and then put the house on the market or do I stay? Is it better for my things to be here or is it better for my things to be out? You know, everybody always says they talk about home staging. So maybe I should leave my furniture, come out, give me Maybe it looks better lived in, stuff like that. Yeah. I I often get that call and people always say, you probably never had anybody ask you this, but. When almost everybody asks. That's right. So I get out there. And it's one of those very, very delicate situations that we run into as an agent. I quickly, I mean, the minute the front door opened, I knew the answer to the question. Mm. But it's like, how do I say it? He's a young bachelor. It's it's cool. I get it. He's got a dog. You know, he's the house is lived. The house is very lived. It was it was a fairly new home when he purchased it. He's been there for a fairly short period of time, but the house was pretty lived in. Um, Lots of room repainting that needed to be done. Um, Lots of just general pickup, if you will. Um, His furniture was very typical typical young bachelor furniture. It was, uh, how do I say this, mismatched. Mismatched, hand-me-down furniture. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it was one of those cases where it was And permeated with dog smell. It did have a little bit of dog smell going on. And it was one of those where it's a very, very, very nice home that I think as a professional agent would look better to without the him in public it. without him in it. So that's a hard conversation to have. Now we, that's what he called me for. That's what he wanted to know. Yeah. So we did ultimately get there. Um, there are cases where it's better. And in this, and, and this one was made a little easier by the fact that when I walked in the door, he said, now I acknowledge, you know, I've got a big dog. It probably does have a little bit of a dog smell. Did you notice it when you walked in? And I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, I noticed a hint of it, um, which it was a little more than a hint, but <laughs> smack in the face. It was more of a smack in the face. And, and then he's like, you know, my plan is, is I'm going to repaint this room. I'm going to do this. And excuse me. And I asked him, I said, are you, are you a good painter? Do you enjoy painting? Is it something you're good at? And he goes, no, no, I can't stand it. And I was like, so that starts to worry me. Now I'm talking about a two-year-old home in a subdivision that has other brand new homes still competing with it. It really kind of needs to be able to compete 
on right. that level with a professional paint job. So we talked about that. You know, his his first misunderstanding was that this professional paint job was going to cost him a small fortune. And I think you'll be surprised. You, you, most most good agents have somebody that they know that's a professional level painter that can paint reasonably. Um, it it's one of those things where you have to balance. As a seller, you need to be self-aware enough to know what your limitations are. I would rather you not paint it than paint it bad. Sometimes painting it bad is almost as, as bad as it, just leaving it where it needs to be painted. Yeah, I agree with that. And there's a lot of times that I've actually been in homes where I've had similar situations where, oh, we just finished painting. And it's like, ah. Wish well, you wouldn't have done wish, that. <laughs> wish you would have called me first. <laughs> you chose the right colors, but you painted it the wrong way. So, um I, I agree with Jason. This is a call that isn't a crazy call at all for us. It's something it's that we get call. all the time, but people are always scared to ask those questions. It is a delicate situation because this is their home. This is where they live. So a lot of people get to a point where they're like, I don't, I don't know specifically what I should even be asking. Right. And, I think and it, that's and where it we depends get, who's get asking. It. I mean, it sounds like he was being genuine and asking. He, I, he was, and, and, he, and he didn't take it bad whatsoever, right. but let's flip it. Let's say it's not right. a bachelor with a dog. Let's say it's a, husband and wife with three kids under the age of five. I, I used to have kids in my house. I understand how kids can be messy. They're kids. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the difference is, is the fingerprints start two and a half foot off the wall. <laughs> yeah. And that's where you notice it. Well, and I always preface that call. Well, I don't preface that call. When that call comes in for me, I always um, say, are you going to listen to me? And are your feelings going to be hurt? Because I'm not wasting my time going out there if you're really not going to listen to me. No, yeah, I, I mean, no, I'm just saying there's sellers like that, that they, they kind of want to bait you a little bit, come to my house, come see what I've got. <laughs> and then they're like, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. You know? And it's like, well, if you're going to listen to me as a professional, I'm more than happy to come out. But if you're not, then I don't know that I can help you because either you're going to do it now, or we're going to list it that way against my recommendation and you're still going to end up doing it in the end because the first three people that come to see it are going to say, oh, we have to do this. We have to do that. We have to paint. We have to change all these things. I, so. th I think, and, and Aaron said it before, when a room needs to be painted, it's, I mean, if you're, a, if you're capable of doing it yourself, it's the cost of paint and rollers and brushes. It's a very yep. inexpensive process if you're capable of doing the work yourself. Even if you call in a professional to do it, it's not an exorbitant no. amount of money. But when a buyer walks in uh -huh. and sees a room that needs to be painted. If you need to do it, it's a couple hundred dollars. If a buyer sees it undone, it's a few thousand. Like every that. single time. And, and that's what I try to really emphasize to sellers is you need to understand. Look at things from buyer. the buyer's perspective. They're trying to move in the house. They're trying to resettle. And that's just one more thing they have to do. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's the big important thing. Anytime you're working with the sellers, hey, I need you to start looking at this house from a completely different perspective, a buyer's perspective. You need to look at it without the emotional attachment that you've built into the house. You need to look at it with the eyes of someone who's coming to look at it for the first time. And you'll start to see things in my own house. I, As a realtor, I wanted to move since the day I moved into that house. I'm always on the go, always looking for a new place. There are things I see on a daily basis that drive me crazy that I know that a buyer's going to lose her mind over, but that I keep my mouth shut because my wife would never see him, never think about him, never complain about him. So it's definitely two different ways of looking at things. Mm -hmm. 
and we've also, I mean, I've had sellers that are willing to move into hotels <laughs> during the listing period. So, I mean, what are your options? If well, you don't do of, this, if you do do this, you know, that kind of. Of course, Kendra has because her listings <laughs> sell in less than a week. So, I mean, seven days in a hotel, it's, 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 it's a it's small a Vacation, state. baby. Hey, That's right. They're, it's they're going to West vacation. Baden. <laughs> they're going to West Baden or New Harmony. <laughs> And and the one final note on this is when you're talking this conversation, this is where I always have the whole house home conversation. There is a huge difference between a house and a home. Yeah. A home is where your children are raised. That's where your <coughs> memories are made. Excuse me. And you that's that's an emotional attachment that you have to this asset, this piece of brick and stone and wood and vinyl and carpet you have to suddenly detach that emotional connection and start to look at it as a asset of bricks and stone and wood and carpet and vinyl. So when you, when you can do that and you can begin to separate that emotional attachment and you start to look at it through those quote unquote buyer's eyes, I think it makes the process a little easier. I agree. All right, Aaron. I think we uh, we covered uh, the Valentine's Day topic. We covered things to do in Indiana, gifts to buy, who to buy for. I think you should so throw some of these links up. I think uh, yeah, absolutely. Be sure to check us out at facebook.com slash Indiana Lifestyles Podcast. We will link to uh, the West Baden and French Lick Resort, so you can check out some information there if you're looking for a romantic getaway, as well as the other link to the list of the top 19 romantic getaways in the state of Indiana, so you can check those out. Also, you can tweet us at in underscore lifestyles to let us know any topics you want to hear about or what you think is the best romantic getaway for the state of Indiana or anything else. We're always looking for some additional ideas on what you guys want to hear about. You can also check us out on Instagram at Indiana Lifestyles Podcast to follow up on everything we're doing and all the events we're attending. One more thing, go ahead and throw up there. I I know they're they didn't endorse or anything, but you know what? We talked about them. Throw up some links on uh, Libs, uh, Zeidlers, and Tracy Zeller. Will do. Might Make as sure well. You, you can find Gu- them as well. Guys need help, like you just said. You know, I mean, <laughs> even if it's for next year, guys. even if it's for next year. It, it, it's a good start. Save save that link and you'll need it. That's right. Check us out. Facebook.com slash Indiana Lifestyles Podcast for all your Valentine's Day needs. 